Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the show, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe on any of the dozens of podcast sources that permeate the internet. On today's show, we're talking about leverage. But folks, I'm here to tell you that most people think of the word leverage in a very narrow way. Most of the time, when we say the word leverage, it's assumed that we're talking about borrowing money. Financial leverage. Let's go back to the root of the word. A lever is used to describe what happens when you take a large stick or a pole and use it to multiply the forces. For example, I have a shovel with a really long handle. If I'm trying to remove a rock in my garden, I will use that long shovel as a lever. The force applied at the end of the handle is not very large, and I'm able to multiply the force considerably at the end of the spade and pull the rock out of the ground easily. A lever can multiply forces. It can also multiply the distance traveled. There are many places in real estate investing that we can seek to get a multiplier. Financial leverage is what most people think of first, but we can get a multiplier in many different ways. For example, it doesn't take very much energy to release a huge amount of energy when you apply a needle to a balloon. Popping a balloon is a form of leverage where you get a huge multiplier. The second form of leverage is when you can multiply your time. The easiest way to do that is to hire someone to do the work for you. That multiplier comes from simply saving you time. But if you hire the right people, they will also have the skills that you lack in some areas. They'll perform the same task many times faster than you ever could. Another form of leverage is education. When you know of a better way, you can take a huge shortcut and reduce something complex into something that's extremely easy. Another form of time leverage is to automate a task and make it disappear altogether. A simple example of that was with my podcast. Early on in the podcast, I used to upload each episode to my website. Then my assistant helped me by uploading each episode every day. But today, a software application does it. Posting the podcast to YouTube wasn't that important to me, and it certainly wasn't worth the effort to do it manually, but the software does it automatically, and so now the show is on YouTube as well. Software automation is a wonderful way of getting leverage. But there's another form of leverage that's also extremely powerful for real estate investors, and that is scale. You might work for days on a renovation of a small single-family home in an older neighborhood. When it's complete, you might make twenty dollars or $30,000 profit on that deal. But even if you apply the other forms of leverage, you can leverage money by using other people's money, you can hire people to leverage your time. You can use systems, processes, and automation to make the use of time even more efficient. But at the end of the day, your profit potential is still that twenty dollars or $30,000 profit. But if you're working on a project with 100 apartments or 1,000 apartments, now you're leveraging scale. Instead of improving one single-family home at a time, you're improving 100 or 1,000. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make consistently is working on projects that are too small. When projects are too small, you can't afford the number and the quality of skills necessary to leverage your time. There's so many places in the system when you can get a multiplier in business. Each one of these is an opportunity to exercise leverage. For example, an insurance policy is a form of leverage. You pay a relatively small insurance premium and, in exchange, the insurance company promises to cover the risks named in the policy. Another word that's similar to insurance is the word indemnity. You can insure against risk. You can also indemnify and hold harmless someone against a risk. Nothing says that the business of insurance is limited to insurance companies. 
you could write an agreement where you are the insurer, provided, of course, that you're comfortable and confident you can handle that risk. So many of you are stuck because you're thinking linearly. You're thinking using simple math of addition and subtraction. If you want an extra dollar in your bank account, then you need to add a dollar to your bank account. And there's no question that addition and subtraction are essential to what we do. But given the choice between using addition or multiplication to bring cash into my bank account, a multiplier seems much, much more attractive. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Look for multipliers in your business where you can gain leverage. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.